Good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. Thank you for watching this morning, whether you're in person or whether you're watching via the live stream or the podcast, YouTube, Facebook, or our church website. We thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Around this time of year, lots of people make New Year's resolutions. The most common resolutions are related to losing weight, saving money, or completing something important. Maybe one of you are doing a marathon next year. (laughs) Unfortunately, about 22% of resolutions fail after about one week, and 40% after a month, 50% after three months, and 60% after six months. I think those numbers that I found might be a bit generous. It's been said that the Babylonians were the first to make New Year's resolutions around 4,000 years ago. But their resolutions were made when crops were planted in mid-March rather than the beginning of the year. Now, this has been said that maybe because the planting season was considered their new year. Do you have a New Year's resolution this year? What is it? To lose weight? Get fit and trim? Healthy? Maybe do some more stretching? Oh, never mind. That's just mine. Maybe... You want to learn a new skill, a new hobby, pay off some debt, or grow closer with family and friends. How about, maybe, to become stronger in your faith? Isaiah 42, 9 and 10 says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and the new things have now, I now, I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Verse 10, Sing to the Lord a new song. To the future, singing a new song to the Lord. Let me read that one more time. Isaiah 42, verse 10 says, To sing to the Lord a new song. As we begin today's message and a new series for the new year, I want us to consider our futures with God. Let us look to the future. Let us consider singing a new song to the Lord. It is not that the old and former things are all bad or are to be completely forgotten. But they are, as Scripture here calls them, former things and have passed. And being passed, they are good to remember in passing as we move forward. We're reminded here that we can and should look back and remember God's works, what He has done, as we find courage and hope for His ongoing faithfulness in the future. You see, God has done great things, marvelous things, glorious things. God has performed many miracles And one of those miracles is us, our lives, which are secured in him. So it's not that we need to forget all these things, but we do not dwell on these things so much that it prevents us from moving on to the future. Listen to the words of this old familiar hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. You see, some versions of this beloved hymn include these words in the second verse. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Wow, hindsight and now really not have been singing. Let me just read that to you once more. This song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, includes these words in the second verse. Here I raise mine, Ebenezer. Hither by thy help I'm come. He's remembering the past workings of God. 
He's raising an Ebenezer to remember what God has done. But then that next statement, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. He remembers the, 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 the past so that he can move on to the future that God will deliver him to, a future home. You see, these lines express so well, remembering God's work in our lives and communities. In looking behind at what God has done, we can be encouraged for the future that he has for his children and kingdom. We find the courage we need to hope for his ongoing faithfulness in the future he has for his children. We must consider the future. We must continue to the future, the new things to come. As we look backward, we move forward to the future. God has a great and glorious future kingdom awaiting his children, his followers. But are you one of them, one of his children? If you are, then then is your life ready for the future it could hold by living in the right soil? We're going to start a new series on the parables of Jesus. And starting with Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. This will help us with our faithfulness. This will help us with our futures. And as we consider our futures and sing a new song to the Lord, we must first consider what type of soil we are. And in this soil, can you expect the kingdom of God to grow in your life and those your life may impact? You see, Christ searches hearts, and his parables call us to search ourselves. Which soil are you? Is your heart receiving him and his message and growing? Today will serve as an intro to this new series. But before we go on to Matthew 13, I want to read the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians 2. Paul says, I, when I came to you, Brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of of God. Look back to that verse 2 once more. In fact, if you're not afraid to, or if you don't mind, why don't you highlight that verse 2 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Highlight it, underline it, make a note beside it. This is what we should strive to do too. Verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 2 says, For I have decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see, we too should have lives characterized by Jesus Christ and him crucified. Do you know him? Can you know him better? How does your life look? Do people around you know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified? Do they see him in you? Do they see his works in you? I think we all have room to improve. So let's start today, this first week, an intro to this new series of the parables, the stories of Jesus. We're reading from Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. I'll read now. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, 
And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach and he told them many things in parables saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. And the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up since they had no depths of soil. But when the, rose, the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds, they fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. We'll dig into this next week, but until then, I have a few points for you to consider today. As we consider our futures, the next year, our lives with God and faith within, within Him, I want you to consider these things, starting with point number one. What song does God hear you singing? In one of the last Sunday school classes I attended here at BBC, we looked to the top songs around the world. You can easily do this yourself on Spotify, YouTube, or Google, too. You see, it was depressing. Actually, it was very upsetting, really, to see that almost all of the top songs had explicit content. Now, what that word explicit simply means is they had bad content, whether it be of foul language or whether it be of talking about sexual things in nature or other things. They were just bad and not just a little explicit but seriously, bad. If God was to put a label on your life, would it say explicit? When we upload our services to YouTube, we have to checkmark a box on whether or not it is appropriate for children to see. Would your life have that box checked? Is your life appropriate for children of all ages to see, to hear, to be part of? And at all times, because your kids are watching you in your futures. Now, God, what about God? Does your life song sing of God and his works? What about God? You see, God sees all. He hears all. He knows all. And Matthew 6, 4 tells us that he sees what is done in secret, too. Number two, point number two. Does your song or album of songs require a second song or album of repentance? A follow-up song, a follow-up album, one of a change direction, one of repentance, one of a testimony to what God has done in your life to turn you around from your past to the future. You see, you could receive great blessings of life forever with him or judgment by God based upon the song that you're singing. We must sing a new song to the Lord, a song of praise and salvation for the works of Him and Him alone. Hebrews 4, 12 to 13 reminds us that the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Luke 12 also reinforces this idea with telling us that everything that is hidden will be shown. And everything that is secret will be made known. 
So as we look to our future, sing a new song, a song of repentance, a song of salvation, a song like Psalm 1912, which sings to God, pleading with him these words, cleanse me from these hidden faults. As we look to the future, to our songs, we must repent, turn away and follow Christ to the future. Every day, follow him. 1 John 1.9 reminds us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This leads us into that parable of Matthew 13, the parable of the sower. You see, the parables are stories by Jesus which help to illustrate what our futures with him as Lord and Savior should look like, sound like, or include we we'll dig into these parables in the following weeks, but I do have a few additional points for you to consider as we move forward. You see, Jesus sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered beside him as he spoke. In fact, as Matthew 13 starts with telling us that the crowd was so great that he had to get in a boat and go off from shore just to be able to speak to the entire crowd at once. So number three for today is simple. Gather around the words of Jesus to consider how you might grow in your faith. Let me say that again for you if you're taking notes. Number three, as Jesus sat beside the sea and great crowds gathered beside him and spoke. Number three, gather around the words of Jesus to consider how you might grow in your faith. Come to the shoreline where he is projecting his voice for all to hear. The words of salvation, the words of truth, the words of wisdom for rightful living according to his ways. You see, you cannot expect the kingdom of God to grow in your life and the life of, of, your, of those your life may impact without gathering around the teachings of Jesus. Let me say that once more. You cannot expect the kingdom of God to grow in your life and the life of those your life may impact without gathering around the teachings of Jesus. The parables of Jesus call upon us to search our hearts. So the final take-home is this. Consider your soil. Does your soil inhibit or prohibit growth in the Lord? We'll dig deeper into the soil next week, but until then, I just want you to consider your life your soil, your future. Where are you? What are you growing? How are you growing? Who are you growing? Are you growing in the Lord? Search your heart. The parable of the sower uses the imagery of different soils to show us how our lives either accept or reject Jesus and his teachings. Will we be a soil that accepts his teachings and produces good faith, good hope, in love for him or against him. At the beginning of this message, we read of Paul. Paul wanted to make sure that he was growing in his knowledge of the Lord and the people around him too. Paul wanted to make sure that above all else, his knowledge and life was always growing in, around, and through the life he had been given through Christ crucified, and that those who saw him saw Christ too. Look to his words at 1 Corinthians 2.5. Where he says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 
Paul wanted to make sure that his life pointed not to himself, not to wisdom of men, but to the wisdom and the power of God. His life, whether in weakness, fear, and trembling, or in good times, would still demonstrate the salvation, power, and wisdom of the Spirit within him. His life, whether in weakness, trembling, fear, or good times, would show Christ crucified to all who came in contact with him. The scripture here reveals some interesting facts concerning Paul's technique of preaching the gospel to those he encountered. He did not close it in great eloquence. He did not close it in fancy words. His technique was not subtle, verses 3 to 4. He taught that faith in Christ was not a product of scientific education. It wasn't a product of plausible words of wisdom but in the power of God. You see, his teachings and his life imply that Christ crucified is the greatest historic event and the world's greatest need was and still is Jesus. All other things were as rubbish to him. The gospel of Christ crucified and his life's teachings were everything to him and it should be everything to us too. He would humbly lay down his rights, his freedoms, his safeties to proclaim this good news for all to hear. And I pray today that we would too. I pray today that we would look to our futures and be sure that we are placing our faith not in the world, not in plausible words of wisdom, but in the guaranteed wisdom of Jesus, his teachings, and his life crucified so that we could have a future with him and all those that we impact with our lives would too. We cannot grow and exalt Christ in his kingdom without gathering with him. Gather around Jesus. Listen to his words. Consider your soil. Consider your song. Gather with him this day, this week, this coming year. And have a desire to know him to the fullest in the future. As I wrap up, Philippians 3, 13 to 14 says... Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The Paul, Paul, the Paul, Paul at the end of his life looks backwards. He looks back as he sees everything that his life has had, all the accomplishments, all of his rights, all of his freedoms. He lays them all down. Everything they could have been proud of, he says, it's all rubbish later on. Because when he met Jesus, all of his rights, riches, or accomplishments, they now meant nothing to him. All he cared for was Jesus, serving him and living according to his power and his ways, as one one pastor said. Is that all we care for? Is that all we strive for, to serve Jesus? to love Jesus, to sing a new song to the Lord, a song of praises to Him for what He has done in our life and in the life of His people, to sing praises of salvation and to glorify Him with our life. I told you to highlight that verse earlier. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 2 said, For I have decided to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. To the future. To the future. Let's go to the future with those words. We're continuing the parables next week in the parable of the sower. 
Let's look to the future and let's close in prayer and song now. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for him coming out of love for us that yet while we were still sinners, you sent your one and only son that he might die for us so that we might be forgiven of our sins and have a future with you forever in heaven. Lord, we ask you now, help us to get rid of the things of the past, to look down upon the things that mean nothing, that are rubbish, and help us to look to the futures that you have in store for all of us. Lord, help us to consider what song are we singing with our life. Lord, help us consider if we need a new song. Lord, help us to consider the words of Jesus and his teachings and to consider our soil. And are we prepared to grow and to impact those who are around us? And it's in your holy and powerful name we close now. Amen.